help people, help our nature to become better, and some other things to make our world more healthy and more humanity, <laughs> like <laughs> to share my feelings and uh, to help people become more happier, become more healthier also, because um, I like to uh, show my uh, friends what I like to do with my body to become healthier, to become um, more sporty. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 225 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC Church, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram at aziz.future and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Sofia 
Borovlova. Sonia is an international law student at the Institute of International Relations, Taras Shevchenko National University of Kiev. Born in Donetsk, all her life she has been dancing, fond of acting, writing poetry, and also actively involved in sports to maintain a good physical shape. Sonia graduated from high school with a gold medal, combining her studies with various activities. She is a prize winner of all Ukrainian dance festivals in the field of modern sport dances, a winner of an all-Ukrainian poetry competition, a winner in the all-Ukrainian game, what, where, when. Sonia graduated from K-Models Model School, and she is also a prize winner of the all-Ukrainian event, Model UN. Sonia is a very friendly and open person to new acquaintances. She has supported this podcast for a long time and this project. She loves to constantly learn new things. She is always looking for the positive in everything, and she is happy about little things because this makes life much brighter. Her favorite quote is, you are born to be original. Don't die a copy. Sonia, how are you today? Hello, I'm very good. And you? I'm happy, bright, excited. And I want to begin with something more emotional. When you, Sonia, want to feel really full of emotions, to feel alive, to forget all troubles, what would be, because I think you do many things, if you felt your mood today, what would be the activity that will be perfect for your mood to feel alive and feel your perfect emotions? Uh, frankly speaking, uh, it can be about my city. It can be about my hobbies. It can be about everything you want to know about me. So let's start what you want. Let's begin with dancing. First, yeah, okay. When you began as a dancer, was it a love and a decision you wanted or did your family bring you and then over time you loved dance? Um, okay, first of all, I would, would like to start with my old hobbies. Uh, when I was a child, I did whatever I could and it was a professional dance uh, dances, like I said uh, previously. Um, it, firstly, it was folk. Uh, then it was modern sports. Uh, also, uh, when I was a child, I liked swimming, uh, horse riding, drawing, singing, acting, choreography, and some kind of modeling. And talking about dancing, um, I began dancing when I was four years old. And of course, it wasn't my decision. I think it was my parents' decision to took me there. And um, it was great. Because uh, since my childhood, uh, I met a lot of people, a lot of kind people, uh, a lot of progressive people that um, strive to their goals. And uh, it's interesting uh, to try new things, to try new styles of dancing. So I'm happy to spend all my time in this field. Thank you. So if I could understand who you are as a person... Can I describe it in this way, that Sonia is a curious girl 
who loves to have goals and to strive towards her goals and to meet people who have that passion and that bright, shiny thing in their eyes and that (laughs) she likes to learn and to grow and to discover and explore. Is this correct? Yeah, it's truly correct. Thank you. I have so many questions, like a billion questions, but first about people. (laughs) When you, because you're open to meeting new people, you love those passionate, goal-oriented, interesting people. But when you speak with them, what seems to be the topic that you are most interested to know about? Is it their projects? Is it their relationships with family and friends? Is it the things that they have overcome that were difficult in their lives? Is it just their opinions about politics and love and art? Or what could be the thing that is most interesting to you about people? Uh, Actually, I like to speak uh, to people about their achievements uh, because um, when you want to interest people, uh, like uh, to make people interest with you, you should try to speak about themselves. Uh, it will be more interesting for them to speak about themselves and um, like uh, introduce uh, for you uh, themselves. Uh, then I always want to know um, what people are appreciate for um, like their friends, uh, what they love, um, what they prefer to do in their free time. So it's interesting to know uh, what people live uh, in and uh, how they achieve their goals, how they make friends, how they feel with their family. So it's interesting to know about themselves, all the information. (laughs) Thank you. That sounds so exciting. And I'm curious, this strategy, is it natural and instinct for you? Or did you read it in books like Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People? Or maybe from YouTube and Instagram, those vloggers who share philosophy and wisdom? Or how did you become this way? Because often the nature of humans is to be more focused on themselves and to not really be curious about others, but want to speak about themselves. That's why you notice children are always more either speaking or asking questions that they want to know about things rather than being curious in the way you are. So how did you develop that better and new attitude? Uh, Actually, I really love books of psychology and I'm interested in such literature because I'm madly in love with listening to people and helping them understood themselves uh, if they are confused in something. So it's better for me to um, listen to people and listen their problems and maybe listen uh, their happy moments because my parents also touched me um, that uh, it's better to be a good friend um, when you uh, can listen, when you can help uh, and when you can um, be like behind another person, uh, not at the first place. So not to put yours, uh, your life uh, at the first place, uh, put others' lives. That is brilliant. And so also, in addition to this being an advice from your parents, do you enjoy 
helping, serving, supporting other people? Is it something that brings you happiness? Or is it that you understand it as a way in order to make life better for everyone? So you do it in that way? No, it's uh, like uh, my mission. Um, I think it's better for all people and for me also. Um, I feel happy uh, when I communicate this way. I feel happy when um, somebody is interested in communication with me. So this way is easier for me to make friends. You said it is your mission. Tell me more about that. Um, actually, uh, I said uh, that I like a quote that um, we were born the original and don't die a copy. Uh, I, I think this is similar since, so I will explain. Um, I like this quote and stick um, to it for life. And I believe that each of us is unique and each of us has his own mission on this earth and each of us uh, contributes to the development of our planet. So I don't have uh, like a person whom I look up uh, to or whom I would like to be like. So I don't have a role model. And I think that all people are unique. And it seems to me that everyone should go their own way with their difficulties, not living with anyone and like not striving to uh, live like someone else. So everyone should uh, do what he wants, but it should be in a, like intelligent way, not to blame somebody for, not to accuse somebody of something so like this. Without blame. And I noticed something about you. Usually people who are on my podcast are two types either emotional people full of emotions, but they don't really structure their thoughts in a clear way. And it's normal because it's creative or people who are logical, but they don't really speak emotionally. It feels <laughs> as if they're saying the words without feeling them. And I am about feeling people. I notice about you, you use logical structures you always add because at the end, it's probably one of the things you learned and you come up with a reason after because because is one of the most powerful um, persuasion and communication tools. But you also speak emotionally. How do you do that? How did you develop it? Because it's very unique. Um, actually, uh, I am by nature a very uh, emotional person. Uh, from my parents, from my mother. <laughs> so it's not difficult for me to speak emotionally. Uh, but about um, good structure and about good planning of my words, I just um, thought about um, our interview um, before it. Uh, so I planned um, what can be discussed. And um, I thought about some things, what I can express, what I can give to you. So maybe this helped me. <laughs> no, don't kill the dream. I thought it's because of poetry. You now can speak in poems on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> then, no, okay. poetry, yeah, tell poetry, me about poetry. Okay, poetry, it's the way to express my soul. I think so, because um, when I write some poetry, um, I think about my future 
about my friends, about my love, my family. And I try to express my feelings uh, as much closer as I have inside my heart. Uh, so uh, it's the way to express my feelings, the best way. Because I, I really like to speak to people, to express my emotions in uh, real life. Uh, but it's much more easier for me to express my feelings in my poetry and uh, give some people to listen it and, and to understand me more like globally more uh, inside my heart thank you so if i heard you correctly you're a very emotional person you like to express yourself in conversations with people but the deeper way to express the emotions that come from your soul and to show your heart is to structure it into poems and you think about your future your love your friends your life and you express your soul and let people listen so that they can understand you at a deeper level than can happen just at a normal conversation. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Then I will try to ask unexpected questions because I want a piece of your heart, a piece of your soul. <laughs> it's a song. <laughs> okay, okay. So first, when you feel inspired to write a poem, how does that happen inside your soul or inside your brain? Do you hear like a few words that inspire you to write a sentence? Are you like me as a writer? What I see, I see like a transparent page that gets filled with words and then it feels like given birth and it's difficult and it's like you can't breathe. But then when you <laughs> transcribe that page in my mind into reality, then I feel like, and then I hear it and it sounds exactly correct. And then I feel, yes, this is me. Or is it like you feel emotions and they put images and you describe it? How is your process of inspiration and expression in a poetic way? Um, okay. Um, usually I write poetry when I um, stay in nature, when I go uh, to the countryside with my family or alone uh, so and in the moment i can understand that i can write uh, in a whole quarters um, like some pieces of sentences uh, and it's not so difficult for me because uh, like words um, uh, words like uh, powering from my soul and i just write down them uh, in my phone and then try to make uh, a rhythm, uh, like um, a, a rhyme. Uh, and it's uh, like combi combining my thoughts and my nature skills of making rhyme in sentences. <laughs> yes. So if I understood you correctly, often it's when you go to nature, you sit there and words come pouring out of your soul. It's not difficult. Sometimes you take notes in your phone. I don't know. For me, I like to use a pen and a paper. It seems much more poetic and writer-friendly or whatever it is. And then you have a natural ability to create rhyme. So based on those snippets, parts, and words, you create the rhyme and the rhythm, correct? Uh, yeah, it's sometimes uh, something happens in my life. And I steal it in my poetry. So that's it. 
I love you mentioning that you have natural skill at rhythm specifically. Yeah. Does it come from dance? Did you have it even at four or five years old when you began dancing? Or is it because so many years of dance have put into, into you like a natural metronome where you have a sense of rhythm that is always there? Uh, actually, uh, I think that is uh, from my mother because she also wrote some poets, uh, poetry in her childhood. Uh, and also I think that is like combining, combining of all my um, activities like dancing, like um, some kind of uh, singing, drawing, uh, also acting. It helps me to um, combine my thoughts and um, to express my feelings in this way. Thank you. That's interesting. My mother, too, used to write poetry and things and still does, you know, in her whenever she feels inspired. Sometimes it's when she would wake up in the middle of the night with some poetry <laughs> that came to her. And she had like a notebook near the bed in order to write it. And then sometimes she will share it with me. And it's really cool and random, too. It's not yeah, like... It happens to me sometimes, too, at night. It's very funny. <laughs> yes, it's really cool. And therefore, just to understand more about your sense of rhythm, do you feel the rhythm of life? Like if you're near the water, you really feel and almost focus on the waves or on the water moving? Do you feel the rhythm of the seasons, of the weather, of people moving around the place? Are you someone with almost like a focus on rhythm and a deep sensation and sensitivity to rhythm in around you and inside you? Um, uh, truly, um, I feel when I feel rested and relaxed, uh, I can rhythm all sentences. And when I work in something or I'm like uh, uh, offended with something, it's very difficult for me to write something. So when I relaxed, uh, it's powering from my soul and that's good. And when I'm not, it's very bad. <laughs> yes. And especially as an international law student at IIR, I imagine you're often not rested well <laughs> because... It's a lot of study. To ask you then, you mentioned soul three times. You, Sonia, what are your thoughts on the meaning of soul? What is it? Where is it? Is it the same soul, but different variations and different people? Is each soul unique? Tell me your metaphysical soul-oriented thoughts. Actually, uh, I think that my soul is my perception of the world. Uh, so my soul is happy, open-minded, and friendly to other people. And I think it's the best way to be happy in your life. <laughs> I also know something, that actually the soul of people and the way they look is not at all connected, which might be surprising to many people because they tend to judge others by how they perceive them, or as they say, judging a book by its cover. Do people, when they first meet you, or even before they meet you, they expect your personality to be different to how you really are? 
or not? Uh, actually, um, most of people say that I am um, the kindest person uh, whom that met, um, whom they ever met, and <laughs> I think that it's not uh, kind of true uh, of all the times because um, I'm a real person and I have some problems, I have some uh, difficulties in my life, but. Uh, as one of the biggest rule in my life is not to share my problems with other people because uh, every one of us um, has their problems, uh, their difficulties, um, their challenges, and <laughs> it's not a, it's enough for them to solve their own problems. Uh, so I don't want to share mine and uh, like to give them more busier than they are. Maybe um, because of this, uh, they <laughs> consider me to be the kindest person, the happiest person in the world they ever met. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I noticed something about you. You reflect and have a lot of deep thoughts. So it's wisdom. And wisdom is Sophia. So you're Sophia, yes. the philosopher or philosophia. <laughs> That's yeah. you. Yeah. You know, from Greek language, uh, Sophia is, uh, means wisdom. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> yes, that's what I thought, which is very funny. I had like three people I met who are the embodiment of their names. One is a Canadian guy. His name is Greg Zen, <laughs> and he's a meditator. <laughs> so I'm like, is, is, what is that? Is Zen really your last name? He's like, yes. I'm born with Zen as my last name, and he's a meditator, and things like that. And I thought sometimes, you know, that's why parents try to choose names for their children to represent some value that they have. Maybe yeah, I don't know that's, if that's the case for you. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we will see it in the future. <laughs> yes. What do you believe about the future? Since you have deep thoughts, we cannot really control the future. We can do our best, but what we can control is our attitude and our behavior and action. But to you, what do you think about the future? Do you believe in destiny or that everyone controls everything? How do you perceive it? Uh, frankly speaking, um, as for me, I want to be a happy, strive, and like also emotional person for all my life um, and I want to make our world better uh, since now and until my death so I try to make our world better in some ways like um, help people help our nature to become better and some other things to make our world more healthy and more humanity like <laughs> to share my feelings and uh, to help people become more happier become more healthier also because um, I like to uh, show my uh, friends like um, um, what I like to do with my body to become healthier to become um, more sporty and they uh, like to do it with me so they become also healthier and it's good for our planet it's good for our people and i want to do it as much as possible i have so many questions i want to begin with you being an emotional person and you mentioned before that it's really important 
for you to express your emotions, to share your feelings. So two questions. One, uh-huh. how do you experience emotions? Is it like you see colors, which is synesthesia, like Mozart? <laughs> do you feel it like energy <laughs> in your body? Do you feel it like memories and something like that? How do you feel emotions? This is one. And second, why is it so interesting and important for you to share them with others? Um, for the first question, I think it's like burst of energy in my body, in my blood. Uh, and I want to share it with, my, with other people uh, to make them happier, to like, share with them my good emotions, um, my good attitude to some things. And I think it can help someone to like, go out of their bad thoughts um bad like um some kind of situations thank you what does happiness mean now is the third time you say it so in the dictionary of sophia sonia <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the wisdom of sonia what and when we look at happiness what is written there what are three characteristics of a happy person in the way of Sonia, and what does happiness mean? Um, the first is maybe like the feeling of soul, uh, to be pleased with your being here and now. Um, also, the second is uh, to be like to be satisfied with your um, current situation, with your current uh, being with your family, with your friends, and maybe third is. Uh, to feel excited about your future, uh, to be excited about your new goals, uh, not be um, mad, not be um, like, um, not be maybe sad, uh, depressed. Yeah, sorry, depressed about your future, but be excited, be crazy about your new goals, about your new achievements. And that's good. That uh, means that you want to live. Uh, that that you want to live uh, and to progress your life. I love that. My own thought is I always want to have more dreams than memories. So to ask you then, a lot of people, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it very much. I live it. I believe in it. A lot of people during this quarantine, they feel depressed and sad and stuck but you have this feeling of both recommend and excitement about the future, enjoying the present moment and the gratitude for what is available. What would you recommend to people who feel almost like they have no more emotions because of the quarantines and the situation of COVID so that anyone in such a depression can find a way to get better, to find a smile and a bit of that energy for life? Uh, actually, my second uh, favorite quote of my life is everything is done. Everything is for the best. So when you, happen, when you face some situation, you should find something good in it. You should find something progressive, uh, something that may give you a new chance a new opportunity to go um, like go higher 
uh, move on to outwork. Uh, so when you stop, when you lie in your bed, you just like live your life. Uh, but when you do something and when you uh, strive to your goals, when you strive to make your family better, when you strive to uh, make a good profession, um, you just feel um, another emotions. You live, but dwell and stay happy and become more happier every day. Thank you. And I notice you're always mentioning striving as well as achievements. Well, they're two separate things because achievements are goals. Striving is the journey. And therefore, to you personally, which part is most interesting and exciting? Is it the achievement of finishing and arriving to get the achievement? Or is it the journey and every day overcoming, growing, and progressing? Mm, I love the some process of achieving my goal, not um, like more than uh, the, uh, the situation when I achieve my goal. So I like this process when I uh, challenge it, when I have some challenges, when I met some people and try to communicate with them to find um, a good way of communication. Mm, when I have some problems and I try to um, like discuss them, try to settle them, it's much more interesting than in one day um, recognize that you achieve your goal and everything is good and what, what then? So what I need to do, uh, I should <laughs> find a new goal. I should make uh, more like exercises to achieve it. And it's much more interesting, uh, the process, the way of achieving that uh, the achievement <laughs> at all. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite saying is, it is better to travel happily than to arrive to your destination. So I yeah. think it embodies what you are saying. I notice you have a lot of maturity. Did something happen in your life? Maybe it's the war in, um, you know, the near your city or anything like that, that allowed you to think more, develop more of this maturity? Or are you always, like you said, laying in your bed and thinking about life and reading the books and reflecting? And that is what developed this side of you. Uh, I think uh, the war developed it in myself because um, like mm, since 2014, I moved to Kiev yeah. and I changed uh, four schools. I met a lot of people. Um, I faced a lot of problems. Um, with family, with friends, with my city, with uh, my new way of life. And I think that it's developed in me um, the person who I am now. Thank you. And I'm curious, why did you choose international law? How did this idea come? How was the decision? Um uh, I entered this university as a faculty of international law as I am uh, like 100% humanitarian. And in fact, the choice of profession wasn't so easy for me. 
initially, I planned to be a doctor, a dentist, um, like my mother. And uh, later, I thought to entire, uh, enter the faculty of psychology, then to journalism. But in the end, I chose international law. And it wasn't, mis- it wasn't a mistake, I think. Um, but un- unfortunately, I was among those applicants who studied the entire first course on online training. Uh, but even with such an education, I can say that the faculty of international law is very interesting uh, because we are studying the basics uh, of the structure of the legal system um, around, all, uh, around all the world. And it's very interesting for me. Uh, so I think it wasn't a mistake in my life. I'm very pleased with my choice. And um, I'm very glad to enter this institute. Yes, it's a great institute where the students are really, really smart. Maybe the smartest in Ukraine. And so how does international law in your future plan allow you to make people happy, to support people, to be like your mother said, behind the people rather than in front of them. How is like your plan allowing you to do that? Uh, actually, in the future, um, I see my, myself in the field of diplomacy. And as for me, diplomacy is the art of transforming political uh, contingency into historical reality. Uh, So I think that we can make our own history. Our people can influence our political situation, our historical situation, and became the nation we wanted to be from our childhood, from our birth. Thank you. And since you're both interested in diplomacy and you're someone who is culturally oriented with your interest in dance, in poetry, in art, etc. What is something about the Ukrainian culture that you would love to develop, to influence, or to modify and modernize a little bit? Um, Actually, I think that my nation is very good. And like every student, every person, I can take an example from almost all of them because everyone is very hardworking and purposeful. Uh, I think that our nation is the greatest uh, nation of the world. I can say that because we are honest, we are hardworking, and we are very intelligent. And I think that the problem of our political situation, econo- economic situation, like it's um interferes to become more uh, greater than we are. Uh, so because of it, uh, maybe some countries doesn't recognize us as the greatest, but I think that we are. I agree with you. And how you are very productive in this way. If other students are listening, They want to learn about your day. How do you structure it so that you're productive? How do you take time to rest in your week? What advice for good productivity can you give? Um, uh, Actually, I try to plan my affairs and 
always I find time to relax because it's very important for everyone to have a good sleep, uh, to um, watch films uh, also because um, it helps your mind become a relief. Um, about planning, uh, I just uh, took some pieces um, in my cal calendar and try to uh, make it as much easier for me to um, like um, be in time. And it's uh, a very good help for me uh, to put some um, tasks in my ca calendar and it helps me to be more productive. So for everyone, I think it can be <laughs> health, uh, healthy and uh, mm, very interesting to try to do it. Thank you. You have an energy of someone very kind. I think it's not only because you don't share your problems with others. What I'm curious about this, do you have thoughts about philanthropy, about helping animals and pets, about things like that? Is there something that when you see an animal that you give some food to, you feel very happy? If there is a human with a problem and you help them, you feel very happy. How is your perspective, approach, and soul when it comes to this? <laughs> um, actually, I have a dog in my home, uh, and um, I love she so much because it's like my child, my sister, and because she is eight years old and I was growing up with her. Uh, and actually, I think that she fills me and gives me energy uh, because. I think the dog is the most, um, like the best uh, animal in the world because she feels, uh, it feels um, people. It can react, it can uh, feel your emotions and also it gives them back. So when I feel happy, my dog is happy. When I feel uh, bored or exhausted, my dog <laughs> the same bored and exhausted. So. It's my best friend, and um, I think that it helped me to be happy, <laughs> to be more relieved, and more humanity. It uh, it helps me to express my humanity. <laughs> it's interesting how your dog helps you express your humanity, and I agree 100%. That was a poetic metaphor. Are you similar to your dog? And that can you feel <laughs> people's emotions and give them back or give them even better emotions? Are you sensitive to the energy and emotion of everyone you meet? And even people you see without talking to them, can you feel their emotion? Actually, I'm very empathic um, like person uh, because when somebody feels bad, I try to uh, to help him uh, to discuss this problem, and uh, if it's not good, I feel bad too when it's my close friend or my relatives or my family. Um, but if it's somebody strange for me, like a stranger, I can help. But it's not so like uh, it's not so anxious for me about somebody else's life. But when it's a people, when uh, this is a person very close to my heart, 
I try to do my best um, to help him because um, if he um, if he suffers, I suffer too. too. So <laughs> I try to do my best to help. Thank you. That is wonderful. And to finish this, do you have any advice or quote or piece of wisdom about life you feel that humanity should remember, listen to, and know more about? Actually, as I said, everything is done, everything is for the best. And maybe uh, everyone should treat people the way they treat them. Um, as for me, is a very good rule. Uh, because when somebody hates you, you shouldn't love these people. When somebody loves you, uh, is a good opportunity to make friends with this person, uh, to be with a good relationship with this person. But when somebody uh, don't like you, you can be, you don't, um, you shouldn't. Um, be argued with these people but uh, you can just uh, be in normal relations with this person not ignore but not love yes be a diplomat correct yeah. be a diplomat neutrality put a neutrality to these people thank you to finish this if people want to know more about you what is the best social media to follow you? And if there is any project you would like to share some information about, you can. Or just tell if people want to follow you about where they can find your poetry. Uh, okay, my poetry are in my Instagram. Uh, and uh, the name of my Instagram is Sofia Borovlova. Uh, so if someone wants to make friends with me, to communicate with me. I'm very open-minded and I really like to meet new people. Thank you so much, Sonia. It was a privilege, a pleasure and a great time. And I wish you a day full of harmony, full of striving, full of meeting people and understanding them full of good energy, better health, <laughs> as well as achievements. Thank you very much for this opportunity and for your time and for uh, like pleasant to be with you in this time.